Boom, I'm looking good, baby. Here we go. Let's start this show. You ready? Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast. We're your illustrious host. I'm Kurt. I'm Dylan. <laughs> One day. We'll get it right. One day. Probably. And not. we are back with another episode. Today we've got a good one, though. Today we're going to discuss the potential new teams coming into Formula One. A few days ago, the news dropped that Andretti is coming back with a brand new bid, partnering with Cadillac this time. Um, so we're going to dive into that, along with some of the other potential teams that might be coming into Formula One on the grid in the coming years. Um, Dylan, what's going on, man? How you been? Been doing good, man. New year. Got season. You know, are we doing our countdown yet? Do we have a countdown? Yeah, where are we at? Like 50, oh, 54 no. days? I'm... Damn it. Yeah. We'll go ahead and make a quick mark for that one. We got to get this countdown going. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you have a case of beer now. Uh, I know, right? But uh, yeah, just been doing some research on this. Pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, so you know that's one thing that's been kind of popping up a lot lately is the uh, like the Andretti name and like some of the just new teams trying to come in. And uh, with the Andretti name, I think it's pretty interesting because like I feel like we know a lot about them as Americans, but I don't know if that holds true, you know, across the, or around the world. Really I mean, sure the Andretti that. name was in Formula One and was big. It's definitely, you know, it's an American base. I mean, Alan Jackson sings about him, so obviously. <laughs> Does he really? Yeah. That's funny. I had no idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's obviously a big name. Plus, now he's talking about cat. He's being kind of forced to partner with a car manufacturer instead of just coming in outright as Andretti uh, Racing um, and partnering with GM, who's putting Cadillac forward as the name is i mean biggest automaker in the united states it's a pretty powerhouse team pretty american yeah that was the one i found interesting but first the countdown to the formula one season countdown to the first race sunday in bahrain lights out in 54 days Ooh. we're getting there we're getting there <laughs> we're almost professional almost all right so on this so the andretti one like i was saying that when I first saw the news, the Andretti thing wasn't surprising. Yeah. But what was surprising to me is that with all of GM that they choose or they chose Cadillac to kind of represent GM in that. Because, you know, as, as I'm not sure, again, how Cadillac is globally. I think they're trying to expand their presence globally. They've um, been which in is probably Enduro why. racing a good bit. But even that, I was like, huh, they've been in Enduro racing. Yeah, I guess they have. Yeah. Like, Yeah, it's not, it's not what you think of when you think of performance out of all the brands that GM own. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I've heard that they're trying to expand their, their presence globally. So maybe that's why, you know, getting into a global sport like formula one, but yeah, I mean, other than a couple like CTSVs or that new Cadillac Escalade coming out, have you seen that thing? Yeah, dude, that thing's crazy. But aside from those, you don't think performance really, you think like no, you think old people, yeah, yeah. Old people or Escalades. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. So it's, it's, I agree that I'm surprised that name's coming forward. It sounds like they're kind of trying to push that name like it's already been in enduro racing it sounds like they're they're maybe trying to expand it I'm, of course i'm trying to think of you know chevy gmc what other f names fall under general motors or why not just race under the general motors badge i don't know mm -hmm. um i mean good god general motors has a huge history in racing by itself i mean the ls motor is probably the most popular v8 like ever um yeah. so no it, it's 
it'd be a very interesting coupling between that and Andretti for sure. So one thing I was reading on that is, you know, obviously Andretti, um, they have kind of wanted to get in Formula One and expressed interest for a while. But it seems like every time they do, they kind of get shot down. Um, and if, even if you look back to Miami GP of this year, there's pictures of Michael Andretti going to different uh, teams and uh, team principals trying to get them essentially to sign petitions. Um, a petition, yeah, to let them in. And apparently only two teams, McLaren and one other, ended up signing it. Um, and we know that wasn't But yeah, it's interesting, Mercedes. like, no, not at all. It's just interesting, like, he's trying to get in, and, you know, you would think that, hey, if you have the money, then all you got to do is build a team and you can get in, but it's not that simple. No, and it was interesting as I kind of dug deeper and dug deeper. It seemed like the entire underlying issue, other than competition and whatnot, was the dilution of the prize fund at the end of the year. Like, that seemed to be... Right the number one thing people push back against to the fact to the point where in order to bring a team in, you have to pay an anti-dilution fund to all the other teams to make up for the prize money that you're taking away right now. That number was at 200 million. And then apparently all the teams banded together and said, no, that's not enough. $20 million (laughs) to each of us does not cover the gap of the prize fund. So it's like, man, like I didn't realize Right. I, I thought the whole thing was kind of politics of competition and another team and is twenty two cars weird versus you know, twenty is a nice round number, like but no, it, it, the underlying unsurprisingly, I guess as I talk yeah. through it, it's money. It's it always all about comes the down prize to money. money. Like the one thing I found or I saw was, you know, how he had gotten shot down so much before, and I think a lot of it boiled down to the fact that he didn't have a huge um corporate or a huge uh, motor company backing right yeah automotive backing and so now he went and he partnered up he said apparently they've been in talks for four or five months with gm and so now he's like hey now i've got everything that you asked for i've got it all um so i think you know initially at least the reports seem like hey this is pretty plausible that we're gonna have you know andretti motorsport and yeah, and they've let in the like really one. small, obscure companies in. Like in 2016, you had Maynard Grand Prix Racing, which I don't think anyone's ever heard of before. Like, and every well, they, apparently the president of the FIA put out a tweet asking for like people's opinions and for, uh, from a fan base. Everyone was like, "Yeah, bring 11th team in. That sounds awesome." It sounds like the whole pushback is Christian Horner, Toto Wolf, yep, Zach Wild or Zach Brown, like. It sounds very much just an internal money. Uh, Christian Horner said he didn't want to dilute the individuality of the 10 teams, which like I even put in my notes was like, I roll seriously. Like, <laughs> well, they're like, they're like the cool kids at the lunch table and they're like, you can't sit with us. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. All, so, everybody in the fan base is like, dude, this would be awesome. More cars, yeah. more wrecks, like harder so, to get and- points. And then especially for us as Americans, like they want to come in and from all accounts, they want to be America's team. Like they already said they want to put an American in the car. They're going to be be Ricky Bobby. (laughs) They're going to be Logan Sargent. About as American as it gets right there. (laughs) They're going to be completely based out of America with just the satellite office in the UK. And when you look at them comparative or compare them to Haas, which is, you know, quote unquote, America's team now. Um, it's not the same. Like Haas is, is they just, I mean, until last year, they were Russian owned. They had Russian flag basically on their car. Yep. 
and you know and it's like they're not really america's team and no. to have an actual american team would be huge especially with the big push in america right now um, yes. so i fully support them coming in but i think another thing i, I read was that he kind of pissed a lot of people off with how public he's made his bid and he's like all right you're not going to let me in i'm going to put the weight of the people behind it so he was like very public on social media releasing statements and I think that rubbed people the wrong way as well. Which is kind of funny because it's like, yeah, I can see that rubbing people the wrong way. But it's also because in y'all's back door, y'all wouldn't let him into the cool kids. So he's like, fine, yeah. screw you. I'll take it to the public. Like, yeah, It's very much the good old boys club. And he's trying yes. to fight for his way in. Which, Which kind of, you know, good good for him. Like, I hope he gets his way in. It'd be super interesting to have 11 teams. Um, you know, one of the other thing points that gets brought up with that is right now to get points, you only have to finish halfway up the grid. Right. Halfway point. That's one point. Yep. Right. Tenth place. If you have 22 cars, you have to do better than halfway to get a point, which I think is seems small. But like, that's kind of an interesting point. Like, would Williams have got any points instead of the eight points that they got? Like, would they've gotten anything yeah. if they had two more cars to compete against? Like, those little bits make a difference. They do. And I think another issue, too, is like, when you have a new team come in, like I don't think it serves FIA or, or Formula One very well if you have a team come in that's not competitive. And yep. so now they're like, say they're, they come in and they're behind Williams, right? I mean, that might help Williams at that point, but ideally they'd be able to come in and at least be a midfield car. Well, I mean, we just had Haas come in. They're super new. They borrowed three quarters of their parts from Ferrari. It didn't really help all that much, but Haas is probably one of the least favorite teams on the grid just because it it's brand new and doesn't really do anything. Like, yeah, even Aston Martin is kind of new, but it was just rebranded from Racing Point, which is rebranded from uh, Force India. Force India, like it's kind of just been more of a rebrand with new ownership, not necessarily a brand spanking new team. I think Haas is the most recent one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, right now, with the, the way the news came out for this initially was it, it looked like it was going to be a Cadillac, basically another factory team. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's another thing that's caused a little bit of problem is, you know, reading more into it, it looks like they're just going to use an engine from another car or another company um, and then potentially develop their they're own. Use a right engine in 26. Yeah. And then potentially, you know, work on developing their own in the future. I think Formula One is looking for a, a new works team to come in and be their a new engine supplier because i mean right now you've got uh look at audi they're coming in they're just taking over um from sauber and alfa, alfa romeo but you know they've also expressed interest in doing their own engine yeah um and i think so that would a be a huge good. scare when honda was leaving and they're supposedly at the time taking their engine with them that left ferrari mercedes in almost all the cars except for the rental and Ferrari and Mercedes were both like, Red Bull's not getting my engine. So yeah. they were going to be forced to get a rental engine, which would probably have just shot everything. Like, they would be nobody now. Um, yeah. Well, they, they switched out from the Renault to the Honda. So yeah. also, Renault was kind of like, you know. <laughs> they didn't really want them either. And what do you do yeah. at that point? And, and Renault was even talking about, if, I think it was rumor milled, like, what happens if Renault shuts down? Like, having a Ferrari engine and a Mercedes engine is not right. really, like, what the sport <laughs> is about. And so I'm glad more people are expressing interest that Red Bull engine sticking around, maybe potentially partnering with Ford to share that load. That's a rumor. You know, if Cadillac GM and Dreddy bring a motor in, Audi brings a motor in, like you're going to have a lot more diversity across the field, which I think is a good thing. 
Yeah, I think more diversity is, is definitely good. You know, this isn't a spec series. And, no. you know, when you get down to having only two engines, that's pretty close to, you know, almost being a spec series. Yeah. So I think that's what makes Formula One so exciting is there's so much diversity and you have leeway with your interpretation of the rules and which teams yeah. are going to get it right and whatnot. Yeah, I totally agree. So, and Andretti has been fighting. I wonder what the backroom conversation is about Andretti specifically as well, because it seems like there's a lot of beef against the Andretti family. Because, I mean, you let in Maynard, you let in Haas, you let in all of the, I mean, there's been tons of teams in and out throughout the years. Why such the big pushback against Andretti? Yeah, I don't understand that. You would think that they have a, a really good relationship with that family Former and with that Formula name. Formula One driver. Right. Like, he's, and that's what, what is so weird to me. It's like Mario Andretti is still like, he's still alive. He's got the history with F1. So, yeah, I don't know. It's definitely an interesting, I'm sure, I'm sure there's some, y'all can write in the comments uh, what you think it is, but I'm sure there's got to be something behind the scenes there. Someone's made some snide remark somewhere. Yeah, right. He stepped on somebody's toes, stole somebody's girlfriend back in the day, maybe. <laughs> but another part that that is kind of interesting to me is like, it seems to be this kind of difference in in interest from the formula or from the FIA and from formula one yes. management. Yeah. Cause like you saw when it came out, like, uh, FIA and, uh, what is it? Muhammad, uh, don't give me uh, a lie. I know. I, I, I don't remember his name. I can't pronounce his name. So the, he's the FIA president basically. Yeah. He was basically putting out a, a, a message on social media that he was kind of in support of it. And then yeah. formula one's like, wait a second, hold on. There's other teams too. Um, which also that's interesting too, because they want to, when they said that it kind of makes it seem like, it's a competition. Like we're going to allow one team in, but that's not the way it is at all. Like now, you can rules, have multiple teams. The current rules state that we can have 26 cars on the grid. They did a uh, regulation that all teams agreed to in the eighties. They want to say in 81 that all teams will only have two cars. There has been a push throughout the years. Ferrari made a push not long ago to have three drive, three cars on the grid, but that was shot down. Like the current rule book says every team will have two cars, two drivers, no more, no less. And we're allowed to have up to 26 cars, 13 teams on the grid. So there's definitely room for it. I, the prize money dilution is obviously a big part of it. But I mean, if you're making the anti-dilution fund that the teams have to pay in, which is still kind of crazy to me, especially as like budget caps and as the sport is growing and more revenues coming in, you can't tell me that they're not making more money. Like, right. It it just seems kind of like old fashioned greed and good old boys club at this point. Yeah, I mean, to me, it seems like the with Andretti coming in, increasing the Formula One uh, fan base in America, which is already exploding. If we had a good American team, could you imagine how much more that would increase? That would be wild if we had a good American team, right? Yeah, I mean, and so I all those new fans are going to bring more revenue to the sport, so that's going to outweigh the anti dilution or whatever. Um, I don't know. I don't see any negatives to it. No, I, I don't either. I don't, I don't get it at all. I mean, huge American F1 team supporting, you know, a huge American formula America podcast. I mean, I think it's good all the way around there. <laughs> see what I did there? So, <laughs> I did. I said, I like that. <laughs> well, a rising tide lifts all boats, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. And, uh, I mean, some most of the drivers are ecstatic about more races in the U.S. Um, it, I, I don't, I, like you said, I don't see any negative here. Hmm. Well, 
Interesting. You know, I forgot. Uh, what, I had to look at what year it was, but 1978, Mario Andretti was actually the Formula One champion. Yeah, he won a world championship. It let him in. I think that's, you know, enough. I mean, All if right, Kimi so Raikkonen wanted to bring in Raikkonen racing, <laughs> you know everyone would be like, hell yeah. I would be so for that. That's so for that. The slogan would just be, leave me alone. I know what I am doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So let's talk about some of these other teams that we got potentially making bids to come in. Shoot. Um, so you had mentioned the, the, the Red Bull and Ford deal, which to me, that's pretty interesting. But I mean, honestly, that's not going to be a, a new team. That would just be more of a partnership, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, and it doesn't sound like Ford's made an official bid. It sounds like they're kind of testing the waters and floating the idea and rumoring it around. Which, you know, another big uh, American auto manufacturer, you know, it, it seems like with this new American movement for Formula One, it seems like that's kind of the shift. Like everybody's trying to get their foot in in, in the American market and really, you know, get a toehold in here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and multiple of them have expressed specifically the budget cap being like a reason that they're willing to join at this point because they know they're not going to have to spend $400 million that they are capped at 100 and whatever. Right. Right. Um, and that I think that for the huge classic American corporations like Ford motor company and GM motor general motors, like being able to put that in the budget and see the direct payout of that is probably a big deal. Yep. As lame as it is for corporate America, it, it is, it is what it is, though. Like, yeah. All right. So then, on from the Ford, we've also got uh, rumors of still with Porsche trying to come in. Which mm -hmm. earlier in this year, you remember they were rumored to be, or they actually not just rumored, like they actually made a statement they were going to come in with Red Bull, I believe. Yep. And now that fell through, and now we've got Porsche stepping up, or I'm sorry, Ford stepping up. But from what I've been reading, Porsche still has an interest to get into Formula One in one way or another. I wonder um, how that would work, though, because they're under the Volkswagen umbrella with Audi. Like, right. I, I don't, I'd be weird for Volkswagen. To ha I mean, I guess it wouldn't be that weird for Volkswagen to have multiple teams, seeing as we have Mercedes and Williams and Ferrari and Haas and yeah. Red Bull and Alpha Tauri and Ferrari and Alfa Romeo. So yeah, I guess it wouldn't be that way. Never mind. <laughs> so you just completely debunked everything. You're like, wait, let me talk this one through. <laughs> so yeah, so th I think that would be exciting. I'm a huge Porsche fan. I would love to to see them in the sport. Um, but the latest rumors and from what we saw before, it seems like they're trying to either partner or come in and buy a team, kind of like how the you know the Audi deal uh, went with Alfa Romeo. Slash um, Sauber. Slash Sauber, correct. So the other one that seems to be as strong as the Andretti and, and Cadillac one is one that I hadn't really heard about until recently, and that's a, a company called Panthera. Um, it's, a, it's an Asian racing team, and apparently they initially submitted their bid to come into the Formula One grid back in 2019. And so their whole thing is they were like, we want to focus on, we're, we're Asian. We're an Asian's, Asia's team. It's like the largest population of people in the world, and we want to own that, kind of like how Andretti wants to they be They want to like team. lower it, put a lot of lights on it, camera the wheels in, <laughs> have a lawnmower engine. I feel like you're describing every car I had from That's high exactly school through college. That's exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm, thinking about, I'm picturing your Mazda Speed 6 specifically. Hey, don't talk about that car. I love that car. <laughs> you should have seen my 240 <laughs> I've seen pictures of it. So, but with Panthera, so like I said, they came in and initially submitted their bid in 2019, and then COVID happened, yeah. and so that kind of put that put the brakes on that. 
Um, then they started ramping back up in 2021, and then they lost funding. And Do so you that know put the brakes. Where Panthera is based out of? Is this uh so googling it and looking online, it seems like a lot of their major headquarters are based out of South Korea. But Okay, interesting. They also said that they are looking for a home base and they haven't ruled anything out. So they're looking I, all over Asia. I did see something about this because there's a big rumor mill of a Seoul Grand Prix. Oh, okay. And so they were talking about that being I didn't re, I didn't connect the dots with Panthera. But they were talking about in one of the YouTube videos or whatever I was watching, um, a Seoul Grand Prix bringing that in first, seeing the traction that it gets from that and possibly leaving that as a home base for an Asian-based team, which would be really interesting. You have quite a few Asian races. You got Tokyo. You've got Singapore. um, Vietnam fell through. Um, Is that all of the Tokyo and Singapore? Uh, uh well, there's also the Chinese race. Yeah, Chinese. Yeah. Um whenever that comes back. And if we if they threw Seoul on the board, and Seoul would be pretty cool. You know, I've spent a ton of time in Seoul. Mm-hmm. Um that'd be a pretty cool Grand Prix. I'm sure there'd be a lot of elevation change. That'd be that'd be awesome. I would love to go to that one. Yeah. Um, so but with them, so they've already got staff. They've already got a team principal. Um, and right now, like they've got a huge bid. It's, it's back. They've got their funding back. They've got everything back and they have a very, apparently they have a very strong bid that's right up there with the, um, the Andretti and Cadillac bid right now. So that's another one that could potentially come in 24 cars. Yeah, that would be awesome. And if you think back, I think a lot of the issues that they're trying to, um, make sure especially with the anti-dilution fee like make sure these teams are serious because you get back to i think it was 2010 when you had four teams come in on the grid mm-hmm. and one of them didn't even make the start of the season and i want to say two more of them folded after a year or two yeah and so same it kinda, thing in 2016 it, with Maynard, it folded after one yeah. year it couldn't get funding yeah yeah exactly and so it kind of like dilutes the brand at that point uh the formula one brand so I think that these, at least these two with the Andretti and the Panthera, they seem to be pretty serious. And like I said, it's not a, a, you know, one and done. Like there's no competition for one spot. You can have multiple teams. So yeah. hopefully that would be awesome. And they're both uh, bidding right now for 2026. Which That's so far away. It's so far away. But think about it. You have no car, no race team. You have to develop <laughs> an F1 car in a matter of years, three years. That yeah. seems like. A pretty daunting task. I'm sure. With brand new engine regulations, all that good stuff. It'd be really interesting. You and I were talking about this the other day. I can't picture a ton of paddocks that can support 24 F1 cars. Like There's obviously some, especially in like the uh, street circuits where they build the paddock on the site. Like you just build four more stalls into it. I don't think that'd be crazy. But the straight up circuits... Like when you look at them, ah, what was it in Monaco you were talking about? Like Haas was positioned in a weird angle because it couldn't yeah. really support the 20. Like All the way at the end. Yeah, it's a weird logistical aspect to it where they've obviously done it. I mean, Monaco Grand Prix has been around since there have been 24 cars on the grid, but yeah. I don't know what the logistics of that looks like. I could see Toto Wolf and Christian Horner getting together and like going to Walmart and buying some pop up tents and like there's your paddocks. <laughs> <laughs> Go over there and Dreddy, stay away from us. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, it's just I don't know because Formula Two, Formula Three all have more than twenty cars, but I don't ever pay enough attention to see what they do in the paddocks. So I know it's. I'm trying to remember when we went to Coda because mm-hmm. we could see the paddocks. 
I want to say there was extra space there. But as far as some of the other ones, I feel like they're so tight. I don't know how it would work. I'm yeah. I'm sure there's contingencies in play. Like they, I'm sure there's a requirement. If they say you can have 26 cars on the grid, I'm sure one of the requirements to be an F1 track is that you have to be able to host 26 cars. That's in the a paddocks. good point. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I think that'd be fun to have 24 cars on the grid. Other than it's just a change from the norm. Like it'd be. It'd make a ton of excitement for the 26th season going into it with multiple new teams, more cars on the track, new engines. Like, um, who knows if Haas will still be around by then at this point. Um, yeah, could you imagine some of these, uh, like, quali sessions with 26 oh cars? They're already getting so bunched up at some of these tracks. You had four more cars or six more cars. You know, like, the, the upped level of risk is absolutely a consideration with these teams where they are talking about that. They're like, we're barely getting around qualifying with 20 cars in here. Like, you want to throw 26? Yeah, right? Pandemonium. I would love to see it, though. That's what we want. So, that's half the reason we're watching, all right? I want the start of the race from a dead stop is always entertaining. Let's throw some more cars in the mix and just watch shit unfold. You remember back in the day when they the drivers weren't even in the cars and they had to run to their cars? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that. Start with that again. Have Start it with like maybe one to two races a year. But I want to see guys starting in the center, all in a huddle maybe, and then they shoot a gun and they all got to run to their car. And get strapped in. Make sure all the straps are <laughs> like, that would be terrible. It'd go really, you make see, sure their water's See Max like tripping there. Lewis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's banana, what it should be. Someone throws they could a banana actually, peel out. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have teams that are hiring like enforcers, like in hockey. It's like they're terrible drivers, but their whole goal is to just go beat up the <laughs> top four drivers. <laughs> yeah, but we'd make it total Mario Kart style, right? Like banana peels, turtle shells, like <laughs> <laughs> oil slicks coming out the back, oil smoke slick. screen. See, that's so you bring it to America, and that's what it's going to come to. That's what they're worried about. Like I don't these know, damn Americans. To Tokyo, that's what it's going to be. You ever did Mario Kart <laughs> racing in Tokyo, where Rainbow Road was made? Oh man! But uh, no, I mean that would be a, a ton of fun. It'd be interesting. You'd get more drivers. I mean. I would even love to see, I'm going out on a limb here, the the whole sister team thing to be not as popular. Like, it's kind of, I think, BS that Ferrari's got, or not, well, Ferrari too, but Red Bull and Mercedes, I think, have the most obvious ones. Red Bull, probably the most obvious one is like Toro Rosso. Oh, yeah. That, you know, they basically have a lesser sister team that they get to pull from. Like, yeah, go throw nick devries or whoever in that car and let him try it out for a few years and he can come over to the red bull team if he's actually good at it like yeah i don't know about that i think that you should have one team and better be good at who you pick yeah that's true i don't know i, I could see it yeah I, I think you're right yeah now one thing i think they have done a good job is making it so it's like you can't I guess they probably might be able to do it to an extent, but it's completely against the rules. Like if you have your like junior team, like you call like uh, Sonoda and be like, "Hey Yuki, I need you to hold up Lewis Hamilton, yeah. so he doesn't get up to max." But there's been and some stuff about that in the past with like uh, what was it? I think it was in the 21 season where Yuki's car, or was it? Gasly? Oh yeah, no, uh, I think it was Gasly. He or no Yuki, he pulled over and he said there was an issue, and then like he wound up, it was fine, and he kept and going. got going and, again, and then pulled over again just in time for Max to come around and get a new set of tires on under yeah. a virtual safety car. Like 
There's definitely could have just been a coincidence. We don't could have. It but always it leads to suspicion. It leads to suspicion. And I, I think it's, and you cannot it, tell me that Christian Horner would not make that phone call. Oh yeah, and even if so, like even if it wasn't explicit, like you know, like if you're Yuki Sonoda, you know Helmet Marco is still the boss, and he's like basically running both teams, and you want to get a drive in that Red Bull. If you look in your mirrors and you see somebody coming, you'd be like, maybe I will be inclined to make it a little more difficult for them, even though it's not my race, really. Yeah. And then at dinner later and be like, hey, Yuki, here's an envelope, you know, and just like, good job. Yeah. I don't know. I think the sister team thing is uh, is a little, at least the, the overall prevalence of it, right? You have multiple sets of junior teams across the board. I mean, Haas isn't really a junior team of Ferrari, but they just use so many Ferrari parts that it's basically like de right. facto. Um, I don't know. It's kind of an interesting bringing more teams to the grid, I think would be a ton of fun. It would shake things up and just cause more pandemonium. I mean, back in the seventies and eighties, you were lucky if you finished a quarter of the races during the year, like, right. That's why they changed up the point system. So I think a, a, a pretty interesting topic kind of goes in line with what we're talking about is when you look at the drivers, right? So Andretti already said they want to have at least one American driver in their car. And a lot of people are kind of rumoring Colton Herta, Herta however you say his last name, to be um, right. their main, their main, I guess, interest, right? He's already part of their IndyCar team or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he's already been rumored to, last year, I think Red Bull was trying to get him in, but he didn't have the super license points. So I think he would be the strongest one. And then after that, I, you know, ideally, I don't know if they'd be looking for another American driver or probably just somebody with some experience. Probably um, someone with experience, kind of like what Haas is doing. Like, hey, Mick, you're doing a good job, but we need someone with more years behind them to help move right. forward. And, you know, the name that keeps coming up, which kind of makes me happy, is everybody recommends like, oh, Danny. He's already basically American. He loves America, which I would he, love to see it. But three years from now, I don't know. He's he's getting up there. He's already, I think, 33, 34. Uh, I think Danny would make it three years. And I think that'd be pretty entertaining to have him the face. of. I mean, even if he'd race there for one or two years, just to bring right. the American team like forward in a big way, Danny would be great for that, whether he drives great or not. Like, Yep. Kind of like Seb Vettel did over yep. at uh, Aston Martin. So I would be... So for that, completely yep. for that. That would be awesome. Handlebar then, mustache. Every rate in your contract has to be there. <laughs> that would be awesome. And then you've got, so with Audi coming in, you know, they've already expressed interest on basically doing a complete redesign of the team. Yeah. Um. So right now they've got Joe and uh, Bottas. Yep. Which, I mean, if, you know, if they got rid of those guys, I guess Joe would be a, a, a shoe in for Panthera. They want to be all Asian anyways. Yep. You know, Bottas, you know, I think there'd be some merit to keeping him around or potentially seeing him go to um the to Andretti, maybe. Be interesting. Um, just for his experience. But yeah. I, I it'd be pretty cool to see. I just want to see Danny back, especially in an American car. Yeah. It'd be hard to Danny would be borderline Ricky Bobby. Oh, for sure. For like, sure. Borderline Ricky, but full blown Ricky Bobby there. Like, <laughs> you already saw this year, what, whatever race that was when he had the Panther or the tight, whatever. The, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The Panther helmet. On yeah. That was awesome. 
it would just give him a reason just to to stay in character would, for the entire season. He would drive season. in Dakota with Matthew McConaughey and that Lincoln with the horns across the head. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he does that anyways. This is true. Or yeah. just just keep a horse in the paddock. That'd be that'd be pretty entertaining. <laughs> All right, so real quick, we do have a few others uh, teams that have expressed interest, but it seems like they're kind of kicking tires not really getting much traction but i think they're worth a mention um hyundai actually is one who has expressed interest to varying degrees um not sure how soon or how serious that one is yep um uh high tech is another one which is backed by dimitri mazepin if you remember <laughs> that guy so that one obviously he's got money but with the issues still going on with Russia and Ukraine, obviously he was kicked out for a reason, and that's still going on. So I don't see Formula One or FIA approving that anytime soon. Yeah, I think that one is just a way to get his son back in a car. Yeah, but could you imagine they would come back and just be super Russian? Like yeah. we are the Russian team through and through. Yeah, it wouldn't be like with Haas where the front wing has a Russian flag on it, kind of <laughs> that you're like. Eh. Okay, well, it, it would be like hopefully what Andretti does with the American team where there's just an American flag with a bald eagle down the side of the car. Yep. <laughs> and then the last one that I found was interesting was there's actually a Monaco-based team um, that has also expressed interest to varying degrees, but it, it doesn't seem like they're completely on board or ready for that just yet. So it'll be interesting to see in the next couple of years if these kind of grow, you know, what happens with Andretti and Panthera, I think are going to set the bar um or get the ball the ball rolling for a lot of these teams once they see the process yeah um but it's, it'd be interesting to see if, if any of these actually come to fruition well and i think that we kind of need to highlight as well that there's multiple ways to get into the sport right like it sounds like cadillac andretti and maybe panthera are looking at full-blown new teams which like you said to, to completely design and build a formula one car is going to take years um, so they kind of need to be at that, you know, getting in probably this year. Um, you can also do like what Audi's doing where they're rebranding Salver basically like right. some of these other teams that want to tow in, that they're toying with the idea like Ford could probably afford their own formula one team by itself, looking to just partner to start out, um, which then you can do that up to that year. So I think that might be part of that tire kick in is looking more for partnerships. Anyone interested, not so much to bring in a whole new team. It sounds like Andretti Cadillac and, uh, and there are the only ones that are really looking at full blown new yeah. teams. Yeah. Those are the, the two, uh, I guess most serious contenders at the moment, but one thing's for sure, whatever happens, it's going to be exciting. Cause I, I, I do believe that at least one of these guys are going to make it in. And I think that's definitely good to have more cars. Yeah. Totally agree. Uh, it'd be very to not let them in. I think the FIA would be crazy from just a pure business standpoint. Like if you don't let one of those teams in with that much money, with that much, you're going to discourage other teams from even trying. Yeah. Like you're, what do I have to do? Yeah. At that point. Very, I think you're going to have to let one or both of them in just for pure business purposes of like keeping the FIA and formula one growing. Yeah. Um, and you'd be crazy not to let Andretti Cadillac in to hit that American base. And that's what I, I think the the uh, the president of the FIA, I think that's the way he sees it too, is 
you know, with the the way the sports growing here in the West, they're here in the U.S. specifically. You'd be you'd be stupid not to let them in. You have to. You kind of have think. to. Yeah. So hopefully they hear us, take our words with the weight that we express them, and uh, yeah, know. listen to the experts, Formula America yes. podcast. We know what we're talking about. We've been doing this for what at least a month. At least a month. I mean. It's not like anybody can just go buy a headset, microphone, plug it into a computer and, and, and do a podcast, right? Like, Right. It takes research and, and talent. And expertise. Well, with that, <laughs> <laughs> so as of four days ago, we still only have Ferrari, Aston, AlphaTauri, McLaren, and Alpine's release dates. Yes. I'm excited for the McLaren, I think, out of those. I, I want to see something different with delivery, but I, I, I'm excited for that one of all. Yeah, probably McLaren for me as well. I don't think Alfred Martin's Aston Martin's going to change very much. Ferrari's never changes. Um, yeah, I think. I, yeah, yeah. Ferrari doesn't change, but I feel like that car is so beautiful that it doesn't need to change. Yeah, kind of like the Red great. Bull. Yeah, Red Bull as well. Like I was gonna say, I'm excited for the Red Bulls, but I'm like they're gonna come out looking the exact same, and I don't blame them. I don't think they've ever changed their livery since they started, except for like one-offs for races. But no, that, that's it's when I guess when you know if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, no, other than that, no real news coming out. Hopefully, something earth-shattering comes out. We'll get some more podcasts out. Maybe we'll do a. Uh, bourbon and stories night and just see where the see where it takes us i like it a formula america happy hour formula america Ooh, i like that formula america happy hour leave a comment in the chat if you'd like to just hear us drunkenly tell stories about formula one probably get half of it wrong y'all can just berate us while we go probably veer pretty quickly to other topics well. <laughs> <laughs> we'd recommend you have a drink with it just uh you know right on the same playing field <laughs> well on that as always, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that like and subscribe. If you're listening to us on audio, if you like what you hear, make sure you give us a five-star review and make sure you share this with a friend. And as always, stay classy, America. There we go. See you next time. <laughs>